0: To random gaming talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me again today is uh, Robert. How's it going?
1: It's going good. How's it going with you?
0: Going good, going good. Uh, we spoke to each other a few hours ago because we did a uh, Arcane review that we'll mention shortly. Um, I was going to switch things up and talk about games I've been playing first, but uh, I'll, I'll go to you first. What have you uh, been playing recently?
1: Uh well, Halo Infinite the campaign came out, so I got uh, a little bit of time—not mm. a whole lot. I've been on the road all week. Um, a little bit of time into that. Uh, I'm curious with it because it does make a major shift in the franchise. It's no longer a series of semi-linear places where you go and shoot everything up. It's more of an open-world, uh, Far Cry kind of a style for the campaign. Mm. Um. I've seen mixed reviews on that. Um, Like I said, I haven't really had a chance to get too much into the story part of it. Um, But visually, it is absolutely stunning. Um, Even on my uh, older 1S, it looks gorgeous. Um, I definitely want to get more into the story. Um, Hopefully, uh, with the holidays coming up, I'll have some more time to actually uh, watch that Mm -hmm. and play that. And see where it goes from there. Outside of that, um, haven't really had a chance to play a whole lot. Like I said, I was on the road all last week, um, which is why we didn't record last week. And I've been on the road all this week. And I'm going to be on the road a couple days uh, next week. So,
0: Okay. Okay. Anything else that you've played?
1: Uh, I mean, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I still dabble a bit in New World. Um, I'm a big crafting fan. And that game's got a lot of crafting, if nothing else. Um but yeah, game here, game there, nothing really jumping out at me.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I've also dipped a bit into um, Halo Infinite. Uh, I stopped playing it after a couple of hours. Uh, I don't think the writing was that good. I don't think that the characters were that interesting. And it kind of annoyed me um, because... Now, this leans into a problem that I have with the character Daryl on The Walking Dead. Which is Daryl on The Walking Dead, who's been on that show from the start up until now. Uh, I don't feel developed since season two, and I've mentioned that numerous times on the podcast whenever he's been in the episodes or whatever. I feel like the same problems happen with Master Chief, where he he feels. I'm surprised how one note Master Chief feels as a character, considering this is his sixth game. Yeah, Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and obviously this one's the the sixth one. So that kind of frustrated me a bit. Um I the the pilot guy that you meet, like right at the start, I don't think was very interesting. Um I did kind of kind of enjoy some of it for the shooting, like the general combat and the um the uh what do you call it? the 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 grapple thing that you've got is really really great to use yeah uh, it's
1: uh, endlessly satisfying to grapple zipline into a grunt and smack him in the face
0: yeah yeah it's it is pretty good there were some points where I thought that it might reach something and it didn't but that was obviously like that was, that was probably the biggest improvement and it's kind of a very simple thing to put into the game but I still want to give them credit for doing that because something as simple as that can really change the fighting. In a game. I'd, I'd love Call of Duty to have a grapple like that. I mean. It's not something that's particularly advanced technology. It's just a piece of wire. Basically that you can shoot. And you know. Bat- Batman's had one for all of his career. <laughs> so. um, But I, I'd like to see. More of that in the game. And I don't know if it's just because I'm too used to the way that COD plays. But I just. I, I just couldn't really get to grips. Long term. With the shooting. So I just kind of put the game down for a bit uh but I thought it was I don't think it was bad I thought it was just okay um so yeah uh but yeah just I, I don't think 343 three did that great of a job with this game at least what I kind of played uh I've heard endlessly good things about the multiplayer but as I've said numerous times before I just have no interest in a futuristic multiplayer shooter game uh, whether it's going to be the futuristic COD games, or a Titanfall game, or Halo Infinite. I want the, you mm. know, grounded, boots on the ground, modern warfare type of type of shoot games. That's just a preference thing. That's not me saying that those games, those other games are bad. It's just a, a preference thing in terms of the, the type of game that I want to play, and, and the t- time period, and the setting, and the types of guns. Uh, dipped a little bit into Far Cry 6. Uh, The only only reason I did that, I was listening to Sacred Symbols and Colin was talking about Far Cry 6 and he's like quite a big fan of the games and he said that it had kind of changed itself up and it was interesting. So I tried that for a bit of time, couldn't get into it. Um, It felt slightly different, I guess, but not different enough. It still felt like kind of same old Far Cry and I just wasn't really wasn't really there for it. Um, the other shooter game I played was Call of Duty Vanguard. I couldn't really get into that. Um, I felt like the war set pieces were actually relatively boring to go through, and the gameplay for this for the story at least was quite slow paced. Um, for that, I did dip in. I did uh, dip a little bit into the multiplayer for Vanguard, and I was like, I thought that was good, um, not as good as 2019's. Modern Warfare still, but better than Black Ops Cold War, and uh, it was a better modern take on uh, World War Two multiplayer shooters. So it was better than what I was expecting. Um, but uh, again, you know, just long term, I'm still going to keep playing the 2019 Modern Warfare. But yeah, it was it was good. It was better than I was expecting. So. Um, for anybody that's kind of, I, I will say for anybody that's kind of looking for a modern day uh, World War Two shooter, uh, I would recommend Vanguard for for those particular people. But again, as I said, a preference thing. I just don't really want to play a uh, World War Two uh, multiplayer shooter. It's just a yeah, just just kind of what what I like and stuff. But yeah, it was good. It was it was alright. There was a couple of interesting different changes with like grenades and weapons and stuff. Um, you can actually blow things up more this time than you can in uh, in Cold War. Um, I'm just gonna say this as well. In terms of multiplayer COD games, Black Ops Cold War is one of the worst ones. I I I definitely think so. I haven't played every single COD game. There's only about three of them that I haven't actually played. I think it was COD World War Two, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, which basically nobody played, and there was. I think there was another one somewhere. Uh, but I played the, the two most recent kind of ones. But it's it's good for me too. Because I want to keep building that experience that I've got. On first person shooters. So me playing three of them this week. Which was Halo, Far Cry 6 and uh, Vanguard. Um, none, none of them just sort of matched up to what I was wanting or really looking for. Unfortunately. So a game I have really been enjoying. Which I literally started today. I talked to you about it after we did our arcane review is uh 12 minutes uh you've played this haven't you
1: mm-hmm. i played it for a bit yeah cool did did you like it i found it intriguing mostly because it's a game that you have to continuously play and it's a lot of trial and error there's no mm. speed running through it because you have to do the loop repeatedly over and over and over again um and that and that aspect as a storytelling aspect was pretty cool um Big name voices doing the voice cast for it. So, Ooh, yeah. um, uh, James Mcvoy uh, uh, Daisy Ridley, Ridley um, Dafoe. Willem Defoe. So very cool names in that. Um, I wound up not finishing it just because it got repetitive, which is fitting because that is what the game is. It's repeating the same it's 12 a, minutes over and over again. Ape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wasn't figuring out how they wanted me to play the game and I think that's the biggest uh, downside of that game, is that there's one way to play it and I've never been a fan of only one way to play a game
0: Mm. Yeah. I suppose in a way there are several ways to finish the game, it's just that there's probably then only one that's successful but you can like do numerous different things to end the time loop Um, I seem to have enjoyed this game a lot more than what other people have. I think this game is amazing. Um, it just, yeah, it gets me to think on my feet. Um, it's like there's tension and stakes because I know that even if I have it in my mind, right, of, okay, I tried this thing, didn't work, characters died, whatever happened, right? And then it restarts the time loop. Um, and then I'll start thinking on my feet of like okay let's try to do this this way around and do this thing first or hey i haven't tried doing that thing i'll do that in this time loop um i think one of the game's advantages actually is it literally like the time loops aren't that long so um and one of the complaints that i kept hearing about the game was that when you fail a time loop you're sent back too far now, I remember when you first started the game, like, you very, very first started, and you start outside the whole apartment, and I thought, oh, am I going to have to, like, do all of that bit again? But no, you start pretty much going through the apartment door. So I thought, okay, this is a decent place to kind of start with. Um, you still have to do, like, a couple of bits at the start, but you can actually fast-forward certain dialogue if you click in, like, the right place, which was interesting. Um, I've only played it for about... 45 minutes. I've done probably. I uh, don't know how many run throughs I've done. But at least like four or five. Maybe. M- maybe No quite a few more than that actually. Um, maybe I played it for about an hour or so. But um, it's good that. I mean. I know that in the future. Uh, depends on how long it takes me to actually figure out the, the puzzle. Um, I can do some quick like runs with the game. And I don't have to play the game for an hour and a half or two out, you know, something like that. I literally have to play it for well, 12 minutes, uh, to 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 uh, have an attempt at it. But I I really really like it. I think the responsiveness of the controls are really good. Once I got used to how to play the game, because there's certain ways that you got to click on certain things. Um, yeah, I think the dialogue's kind of kind of interesting. Obviously, that some of the dialogue does repeat itself because you're in a time loop. But the part that helps as well I suppose is when you die or something else happens, the husband is kind of with you, like he's sharing the frustration that you're you possibly are. And he's like, "Damn, he got me again, kind of thing or 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 something so um but yeah ev- even, even like once I finished a run with the game and I went and had some dinner and stuff, I was still sitting there thinking about like, "Oh, I haven't tried doing this or this, and um." There's things that I haven't probably even tried clicking on yet, so there's some differences with that. Uh, but yeah, how, how long did you sort of play it for roughly?
1: Uh, about four hours. I got into it roughly. Okay.
0: Okay. And you you didn't uh, pass the. That, did did you, did you like successfully beat the game?
1: No. And from what I've seen, once you beat the game, there's like a couple of alternate endings you can go through. Oh, cool.
0: That sounds that sounds cool. I did hear that there was one ending that was like particularly shocking like it really shocked everybody so i'm curious about that because i've already come across some particularly dark kind of endings so yeah uh but no really really enjoying that i'm looking for like once i post this episode i'm probably going to go straight back to it because i'm just i want to i want to beat it i'm i'm determined to like beat the cycle and beat the the guy who's trying to kill you and your wife so yeah, it's uh, it's I'm really enjoying it because I thought because I signed up to Game Pass for uh, a pound because that's the kind of off- I'm guessing they had that offer because of Halo Infinite. So I jumped in, played some Halo Infinite, dropped it after a couple of hours, and I was like, oh yeah, 12 minutes is is on here. So I went and just grabbed that. It literally only took about 15 minutes to actually download because I guess the game isn't uh, particularly big. Cause obviously, it's very short anyway, and then I kind of jumped straight in. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, going back to that. Um, that's probably a game I could review like now, I guess. But I want to wait to review it like when I've actually got the ending. And I can talk like more spoilery about that kind of stuff. So uh, that will happen when that happens, I suppose. So, alright, that's pretty much everything we've been playing. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much everything I've been playing that I can think of anyway um obviously did the uh thanks for turning up for the uh twitch stream last night as well that was uh quite a lot of fun uh got into some discussions about things um did you enjoy the stream yesterday
1: yeah i mean yeah. i don't play uh fifa at all so i don't really know the game so everything you were doing everything you were talking about was literally just like la 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 to me because <laughs> i don't know that world but you mm. know it's always fun to watch people play games i like and you clearly like this game
0: yeah yeah even though it frustrates me at some points so but that's football for you football can be a uh tough thing <laughs> tough thing certainly uh but yeah that's everything we've been playing everything we've been kind of doing uh let's get into some housekeeping and then we'll get into the game awards uh see you for all that in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is all right so as me and me, uh, me and Robert mentioned a minute ago uh, we got our first ever Patreon request review uh, it was given to us by uh, somebody called Barbara who's been very 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 supportive of entertainment talk and she requested that we review um <clears throat> the first two episodes of Arcane which speaking of video games it's a League of Legends uh, TV series basically called Arcane it's available on Netflix uh, seems like a lot of people have heard of it and a lot of people really like it and you can listen to that to see what me and Robert uh, thought of that as well so that was a pretty special episode so thanks again to Barbara to uh, for, for, for redeeming that review that was really really good uh, Man United also played yesterday against Norwich a bit of a struggle of a game beat Norwich by one goal to nil through a Ronaldo penalty and Man United return on Tuesday to play against uh, Brentford on Tuesday night, so we'll see how that all goes. Uh, Over on the chat podcast, um, I talked about October and November because I kind of missed last month, talking about how Entertainment Talk has done, uh, not for the year because we haven't had all of December yet, but how it's done over the last couple of months, things have been pretty good. Also talked about a trip I took to Brighton, talked about uh, Boris and other, um, not necessarily leaders, but people that are in charge of uh, certain positions. And kind of comparing and contrasting different things. Also talking about um, Boris's little party that he probably shouldn't have had. But uh, anyway, uh, talked about him as well. And talked about the uh, the current kind of situation with uh, COVID and that sort of thing. Uh, did a must-see review for Invasion, which is the first season. Good news, the show's also been renewed for a second season. That's available on Apple TV+, and I gave that a must-see uh, rating. I've talked about it kind of recently and raved about it and everything. I've really, really enjoyed my time with that. Uh, me and David have wrapped up for now the uh, coverage for The Walking Dead World Beyond. Season 2, episode 10 is the series finale. It was built for two seasons. uh wasn't cancelled or anything, so we talked about that. And next weekend we'll be doing a, a series wrap-up for The Walking Dead World Beyond because it's actually finished now as well. Uh, Over on the Zoe's uh, Extraordinary Playlist side of things, I did the episode for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, which is the Christmas film, follow-up to season two. Of course, it was cancelled by NBC after two seasons, but then Lionsgate kind of looked around for other uh, streaming services and things, and uh, they made a deal with Roku to make a Christmas film, so it's a follow-up to season two. Um at some point in the future, both the first and second seasons and the film will be available wherever Roku is available. It's like available in certain territories but not other kind of places. Uh but that was the Christmas film and I absolutely loved it. It was uh brilliant. That's for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Uh May United also beat Crystal Palace by one goal to nil. That was Ralph Ragnick, the new manager, his first game in charge. Uh May United also beat Arsenal by three goals to two, that was Michael Carrick's last game in charge. As well um last week uh so this was when the when you weren't available i think i talked about the uh, mass effect tv show uh the marvel mmo in development from the dc universe team and an update from cd project red on the next gen versions of witcher 3 and cyberpunk 2077 um any quick thoughts on uh mass effect tv show at amazon
1: i'm sorry i kind of lost track there what i missed that the
0: uh there's the announcement of the mass effect tv show on amazon what do you uh what do you think of that
1: yeah i vaguely just remember seeing that i'm I'm more curious if it's going to be centered around like the main characters that we know or Mm. if it's just going to be an in-universe thing kind of like the same way with the paramount plus doing a halo tv show
0: right right hmm yeah we'll see uh, anyway, <clears throat> speaking of other news and game awards we got that to talk about, so we'll see you for that in a minute. Let's get to the uh, the game awards. Uh, let me change to my other tab here. So it did have the first category as game of the year. But I want to save that one for last. I think that makes sense to do. Uh, just trying to go through some of the categories here. Um, I don't know how far this goes. I'm going to just start from best multiplayer game. And then we'll have to work backwards. Um, by the way, well, just just in, in like your general thoughts and feelings, we don't need to break down everything right now, but how did you uh, feel about the Game Awards? Um, what did you think of the actual showing itself?
1: I didn't watch all of it because it went on way too long. <laughs> I mean, it just banged on. I think the whole thing was like four hours long. <sighs> and I'm just like, Ooh. I don't have that kind of time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really surprised with any of the winners. Um, Mostly because, and this is the the biggest problem that I do have with the Game Awards, is that what fans vote on is only counted as 10% of the voting. So you have a voting board, several of which literally have nothing to do with games or the game industry deciding things. Mm -hmm. Um, I was more stunned and surprised with some of the announcements. Um, Getting a a third uh, Homeworld game did not see that coming. I'm a huge Homeworld fan. Um, this is a game back that w- originally was released in uh, 1999. Uh, okay. Beautiful, beautiful musical score for the game. Um, they did a remaster about three or four years ago, me- immediately bought it, immediately fell in love with the game again. So the fact that we're getting a third game is pretty cool. also uh getting another space marine game which was interesting i mean that's a franchise i've been making various games on various platforms with various iterations forever um i saw the trailer for that it looks really cool yeah um yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean like just it takes too damn long to watch that thing
0: yeah yeah i did i did manage to watch uh I watched all but like the last half an hour live. I actually started falling asleep a little bit, not because the show was boring. It was just getting very late in my time. Yeah, because uh, it was
1: what like three a.m. your time when it started.
0: No, it was it was one because uh, I I was I was actually streaming at the time and I was like, is the award starting now? Was it the pre-show? What's happening? And then like the expanse game announcement happened. I was like, oh, I guess it's like starting. So I had to kind of like end the stream and then and then watch it. So. Um, but I didn't. I didn't like miss anything. So um, overall, I thought it was a really good show. I felt it was. I mean, there was some some fat in there. Certainly, I th- felt like you could have maybe taken out about an hour or so of it. Um, there was a lot of uh, adverts and stuff. But again, somebody's got to pay for you know all of this that's happening. These the, the you know the announcers, the people that are there, and everything else probably isn't cheap. And of course, Jeff Keeley's got to get. Um, Paid, obviously because it's his his, is show so I, I understand that I think there was maybe too many adverts lumped together at certain points but the show started off and ended really really strong I thought it was just some of the pacing in kind of the middle of it but I did watch the whole thing in its entirety basically because the next morning mm. I I basically got up and watched the last like 40 minutes or something so cause I couldn't quite tell how long with, of the show was left but uh, yeah I, I finished watching it anyway um, yeah, I felt like it was a real, uh, like, in terms of comparing this to the other three or four Game Awards events that I've seen, um, I felt like this was a bit more of an actual celebration of games, and I, yeah, liked the inclusivity with the, with the show and everything, that was really, really good, um, yeah, it was, I, I really enjoyed kind of my, uh, my time with it overall, so... Uh, let's get into the actual Game Awards themselves first then, and then we'll get into some very, very exciting announcements, uh, at least in my eyes. So, we'll start off with Best Multiplayer Game. We've got, uh, actually I won't go through all the nominees, it it was uh, It Takes Two won uh, Best Multiplayer Game. I want to mention as well, um, so because It Takes Two did win Game of the Year, we'll talk about that soon. I thought, okay, I probably should at least try out the game of the year. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a gamer and everything. And I probably should do that. So I went and looked at how much it was. Because it wasn't on Boomerang. I figured it was probably a, uh, like, digital only game. So I went and looked at it on uh, on the PlayStation Store. And it said £21. And I thought, okay, I'm possibly willing to pay that. But then there was, like, this EA Access option. It said if I paid £4 a month. So I paid £4 Uh, I get access to it through EA, what's it called, EA Play? EA, whatever their their subscription is called. Um, So I thought I'll grab that and then jump in and play it. Um, Now I probably should have guessed this from the title, but it is a strictly co-op 2 player game. And that kind of annoyed me because I thought, okay, what do I do do now? I'm actually excited to play this game and I'd seen certain footage of it, obviously certain footage was shown at the Game Awards. Uh, So I asked my uh, mum if she wanted to play it. With me, um, I understand things get a little bit more complicated later on, so we'll see how how everything kind of goes. But she got on pretty well with it. We had a good time with it. I thought the story was relatively interesting. We played about the first forty five minutes, and uh, we're gonna have to obviously arrange between the two of us when to play the next parts of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was a uh, it was pretty good to kind of uh, kind of play. Have you uh, played this game at all? It takes two.
1: I have not played it. I have seen a couple streamers that I follow play it um looks kind of curious mm-hmm. um the storyline is kind of unique but uh it's a you can read a lot in a storyline let's be honest mm.
0: yeah so uh, that one best multiplayer game you also had back for blood knockout city monster hunter rise new world and valheim um i was kind of looking at those last two because i think you'd played them haven't you valheim and uh and new world
1: yeah, I so. play I still dabble in New World. I played a ton of Valheim. Yeah. Um yeah. I am glad it at least got nominated, but I really think uh it should have won a couple of awards, if nothing else best indie game. Hmm. Yeah.
0: So Alright, let's go on to our next one. Best Esports Racing, it was Forza Horizon five, beating out uh F 2021, Hot Wheels Unleashed, FIFA twenty two and Riders Republic. Not surprised really with, with that. Forza Horizon five has been getting a lot of praise. And although I don't have the specific interest to play it long-term, I've got Game Pass for a month. I might just download it and just jump in just to just to see what it's like, just to get a bit of a taste of what it's like. Um, You've played some of Forza Horizon 5, haven't you? Yeah, I played I a da-
1: I've played dabbled in it a bit. I'm a, always a big racing fan, and racing is always a good way uh, to show off your graphics engine, and it looks beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no denying that Take 10... Turn 10, I think, is what the company's called. Yeah, yeah. They really know how to do environments.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Uh, best family game.
0: It takes two. Uh, you got It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario uh, 3D Bowser's World, or whatever that's called, and WarioWare: Get It Together. So It Takes Two beat two, no three Mario games technically, because uh, of the Wario. Where game and a Pokemon game as well um yeah I think last year Crash 4 was in there and Animal Crossing won this category I'm pretty sure so yeah It Takes Two again um not surprised particularly no what, were, you, were you not surprised particularly with uh It Takes Two winning this one
1: no not surprised at all no
0: Yep. Nope. Uh let's get to our next one. Best fighting game. Um well Nickelodeon All Star Brawls didn't win. <laughs> uh Guilty Gear Survive won it beat out Demon Slayer, Melty Blood I think that says Melty Blood and Virtual Virtua Fighter Five. Uh I don't really know too much about these games, but yeah, I'd have been I'd have been surprised if uh Nickelodeon All Star Brawl won that. Um anything to say on Best Fighting Game?
1: No, I mean I don't really play fighting games, so I don't I really have anything to say on that.
0: Mm, yeah, be interesting once uh, multiverses comes out, and if that's what that's got to compete with, because I imagine that's going to do well uh, next year. Uh, best role playing game, so RPG: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Met, uh, not Metroid, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, uh, Shin Megami Tensei five, and Tales of Arise. Tales of Arise won that i was hoping cyberpunk would win something obviously with all the controversy around the game that was going to be difficult but uh yeah what do you think of this category
1: yeah i'm not overly surprised i would have thought shin megami Tenson 5 would have done a little bit better and won it but not overly overly surprised
0: mm-hmm uh, best action and adventure game You've got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart Resident Evil Village Psychonauts 2 And the winner is Metroid Dread um, There's three in here that I would have been happy with Which would have been Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2 or Ratchet and Clank I've spoken very clearly about my thoughts on Resident Evil And Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy I didn't really think was uh, that great But Metroid Dread. And Psychonauts 2 are the ones I've actually played and finished. I haven't got a PS5, so I can't play Ratchet and Clank yet. But yeah, was glad to see Metroid Dread uh, winning something with this. Uh, what do you think of this category?
1: Yeah, um, obviously Resident Evil, there was a lot of, a lot of hype pre-launch for that. And yeah. a lot of it's very well deserved. Um, but Metroid Dread, Metroid Dread being a bit of an underdog in that category, it's cool that they won.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was good. Uh, best action game, you've got uh, Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Returnal, getting the win with that. Uh, again, I haven't played Returnal yet, because I don't have a PS5. It's one I'm looking forward to playing. It looks really, really incredible, that game. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would have been surprised if Far Cry won. I heard some relatively good things about Back for Blood. Maybe I should check that out, because I like zombie stuff. Uh, Death Back Loop, for Blood
1: is just... Uh... Left 4 Dead 3 without actually being Left 4 Dead 3, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chivalry 2, I don't know much about. Uh, Deathloop, um, I didn't hear the greatest things about. So, Returnal seems like a, a good one to win this category. Uh, any thoughts?
1: Uh, no, I mean, none of those games I really played, so I don't have that much of an opinion on them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, best VR and AR uh, game, you had Hitman 3, <clears throat> which is optional in VR. Uh, I expect you to die too. Lone Echo, two, Resident Evil Four, and Sniper Elite VR. The winner being Resident Evil Four. Um, I don't really have that much much interest in playing the Resident Evil games in VR. I know that Seven had that option, but I don't think Seven's a good game anyway. So, <laughs> um, but uh, Resident Evil Four, I-, I need to play that kind of like normally in you know just just on its kind of own because I need to to. Uh, Yes, it's spoken about as like one of the better Resident Evil games, so I'd like to uh, play it in that way. Um, any thoughts on these at all?
1: Uh, the only one that I'm remotely curious about is I Expect You to Die, because that's a great Bond movie quote, and I'm curious if mm-hmm. it's actually like a spy game.
0: Yeah, I'm not, uh, not sure. i have to look at that. So, Innovation inaccessibility. You've got Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown and Ratchet and & Clank Rift Apart, the winner being Forza Horizon 5. Uh, so the ac- accessibility options are good then, I'm guessing, with, with Forza? Uh,
1: I mean, it Yeah, it gives I mean, you a lot yeah. of different options for uh, changing the game to be able to play for you know what your
0: situation is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's probably good as well because the... Um, uh, I don't know the name of the controller, but you've got the uh, accessibility controller with Xbox as well that you can use, so that probably helps that quite a lot as well. So, uh, I'm surprised PlayStation hasn't got anything like that yet. The, um, you know, what I'm talking about like the the pad thing that you can.
1: Yeah. To be fair play though, like. PlayStation doesn't really do much with their controllers. No. I mean, they're there and they're just there. They don't. They're not like uh, Microsoft where there's constant color changes, constant themes, constant uh, branding um, options. There's no PS4, PS5 elite controller like there is with Xbox. So they don't really delve into that market
0: Mm, yeah uh best indie game 12 minutes uh death store inscription loop hero and Kenya Bridge Bridge of Spirits which I need to still play that game um well I really like 12 minutes but Kenya Bridge of Spirits won that but of course I hadn't played 12 minutes when these awards actually happened so um yeah, I guess the, the the fight here would have been between Twelve Minutes and Kenya Bridges Spirits, because I didn't hear that much about these other games. Uh what do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, I obviously I don't own a PS5 either. Or P, um and I haven't played Kenya Bridges Spirits. I have seen it stream before. Mm-hmm. And it's visually a very beautiful game. I can understand why it won. This is one of the categories where I wish Valheim would have at least been nominated. Because yeah. it's very much yeah. an indie game, very much a small studio. And to blow up as big as it did, is really kind of impressive. So,
0: mm, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, King is on uh, PS4 and PS5, so I'm gonna try and play that at some point. Uh, we don't need to talk about best ongoing game. Call of Duty didn't win it, so there you go. Uh, wait, I'll, I'll just mention who did win best ongoing game. It was Final Fantasy 16. No, f- which number is that? 14 online. Uh, You had Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Call of Duty Warzone Apex Legends, Final Fantasy won that So there you go Uh, Games for Impact, you got Life is Strange True Colors Chicory, A Colourful Tale Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon And No Longer Home, Life is Strange True Colors Won that I've heard bits and pieces about Boyfriend Dungeon I don't really know what it's actually like I've just heard some people enjoyed it I don't know anything really about the other games. What do you think of this uh
1: um, Boyfriend Dungeon is a perfect example of hypocrisy in everything because what it is is that you have swords that okay. are also morph into guys and you have to romance them to improve their stats. And the guys are hypersexualized. Um and if they had done that with women, everybody would have lost their shit. But hypersexualizing men is okay because reasons. Um, past that, I've seen it played a little bit. I don't really understand the gameplay in it. And that's about mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Um, so, can you play as a woman or a man? Like, does it work both ways?
1: I, I don't know. I haven't seen that much of the game.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I'm just wondering, um, yeah, I don't know much about it either at all. So um, did you see, like, somebody stream it or something? Like, I saw you...
1: one streamer I follow. I watched them. I was at work at the time, so I really couldn't watch. Watch is one of those things that you take a break, you hop on Twitch for five minutes or whatever. And so I was watching it for about five minutes, and it it's very... Uh, j r p g styled anime styled which is cool I mean sometimes that really really works um but again, it's that whole concept of it's okay to be you know degrading because we're doing it to men, so
0: right, right is that like plot reasons and stuff around it, or
1: nope, not that I could see, and when okay. I say hypersexualized, all the men that I saw in both the trailers and the gameplay. We're shirtless and oiled up and all that other stuff um
0: right right okay all right uh let's move on to uh best performance uh you've got erica mori as alex chen from life is strange two colors john Carlos esposito as anton far cry six jason keely uh kelly as a uh, cult Vane uh, in death loop maggie robertson as lady Demetriska Di- uh, Resident Evil Village and Dizamoa Akanji, Akanja as uh, Juliana Bra- uh, B- Blake, sorry, in uh, Deathloop Loop and Maggie Robertson. So basically, the tall woman from uh, mm-hmm. uh, from Resident Evil. She um, she won that, so I uh, wasn't particularly surprised. I didn't really have like a favorite in this. Like 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 last year, I was okay. I want Last of Us Two to win everything that it can. Obviously, it won-, won a bunch of stuff, and I was very happy. Uh, this year it was sort of... Like, some of my games of the year are things like Little Nightmares 2 and Oddworld Soulstorm, which weren't really in here for anything. Um, so I wasn't really... There was a few games I was rooting for, like, you know, Psychonauts, uh, uh, Metroid, Ratchet, and, and those sorts of things. But uh, not in n- nothing particularly in this category. I was sort of like, I kind of want John Giancarlo to win it, because I like Giancarlo Esposito. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, what do you think of this uh this category?
1: Uh, I like the category. I like the fact that she won because I'm a big fan of hers. If you go on YouTube and watch all of her fan interact- interaction, she's clearly just having a laugh with it. Um, mm. there's a good video of her where she reads like uh, uh IGN comments, and she gets like overly dramatic, and uh, you can tell she's just having a blast with it. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't have that big of a CV. Um, I'm looking her up on IMDb now. Um, really, this was kind of her breakout hit. I mean, she was in something called Nothing to Do, which is a movie I've never heard of and uh, stars nobody that you would recognize off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was 2017, and that's her first credited work. So she's very clearly new to this world of acting and voice acting but she's a blast in all the interviews absolutely hilarious um so i'm happy that she won that cool cool uh
0: best audio design deathloop forza horizon 5 ratchet and clank rift apart resident evil village returnal uh the winner is forza horizon 5 because i guess cars sound cool um so uh that's a good game to show off like graphics and sound and that kind of thing uh My personal choice would have probably been something like Ratchet and Clank in here um what do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, um. I definitely would have had Ratchet and Clank over Forza, and I love forza it's just that you don't really have to do anything. You get a car in a sound booth, have it go through different gears, record it, and then just copy paste that now granted there's a ton of cars in the game so there's a lot of different cars that you got to get the sound for but it's not like you're creating new sounds you're just recording old, old sounds whereas with ratchet and clank you got to decide okay this thing sounds like this and create that originally so hmm.
0: yeah so that was that one uh best score and music you got the art for escape Cyberpunk 2077 Deathloop, guardians of the galaxy and near replicant near replicant being the the winner here i would definitely argue that cyberpunk should have won this i think that that score for cyberpunk is really really awesome um so yeah and i don't think i mean other than guardians of the galaxy which has got like a music thing to it because of peter's character and everything mm-hmm. um that's that i put put that probably a second but uh yeah near near won this one so
1: Yeah, this one I definitely would have had Cyberpunk on, because they brought in bands to record songs just for this game, versus Mm. um, Guardians, which they just took existing songs and made fit into the story. Yeah. So,
0: do you know much about Nier Replicant? Not a clue. Okay. Okay. I think it's a remaster of, not Nier Automata, but one of the other ones. So... There you go. Uh, best art direction. We've got Art Escape, Deathloop, Kenya Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Deathloop won that. Uh, I don't really have much opinion on like art direction because, again, I'm not really like a visuals person per se. I will say some of the visual creativity in Psychonauts 2 I think definitely deserves some kind of a win. Because you're literally jumping in and out of people's minds and they have different like problems that you sort out, which is the premise of the game. Uh so that would be my argument for that. So but Yeah, I definitely with, would
1: have had Psychonauts as a winner for that one.
0: Yeah, with art direction, is it supposed to be like best looking game or best sort of actual I think it's more of... like style. Okay. So not like best graphics. Yeah, I, mean, if I you're think looking it's at... more
1: like artistic style than anything else.
0: I mean if you're looking at best graphics you'd probably go with Kenya in mm-hmm. in this one. Um but I don't really know what Deathloop did to win best art direction. I I, from what I've seen from that game, not nothing really kind of visually sticks out anyway. So Yeah, but I'd I'd argue with uh Psychonauts 2 winning this one. Best narrative. Uh Deathloop. It takes two. Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, Guardians of the Galaxy takes the win uh i would like to very much argue against that i don't think the story that at least the parts i played were very good or very kind of engaging narratively i definitely think again psychonauts 2 wins this one because again i i didn't like the way i was told the story but i liked the story overall which is fixing people's brains and that sort of thing uh life is strange i don't think had a very good narrative it takes two i've only just started and definitely i've not played but um yeah what do you what do you think
1: yeah, this one really should have either been It Takes Two or Psychonauts 2. Mm. Um, just because It Takes Two is it's, is fairly unique. You don't get that many mandatory co-op games. Um, I think Brothers was the last one that I remember. And then there's that one game a couple, three years ago where you broke out of prison. A Way Out, yeah. The Way Out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and plus Psychonauts 2. It's all about the story. It has... You know, it's got not basic, but not overly complicated game mechanics. And so the only thing that the best thing it's got to push it forward is the story. And so that one really would have should have been the winner for me. So, Mm. yeah, in terms
0: of like, yeah, the characters, how they drive the narrative forward, the actions that you take as Raz drive the narrative forward. And, yeah, the whole thing kind of leans on the narrative. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Game of the Year, I already kind of mentioned it earlier, but you've got Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Res- uh, Resident Evil Village, and uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Uh, I, was, I was... I'll I'll be honest, I was kind of sitting there thinking, like, please don't re-Resident Evil Village. Uh, like, it wouldn't have been the end of the world or anything. Obviously, there's bigger things going on, but that would have uh, <laughs> made me laugh a bit. Uh, it Takes Two uh, Ones. this... Uh, game of the year award. Um I would have either been happy with Ratchet Metroid or Psychonauts 2. But again, I am enjoying what I have played so far of it takes 2. So once I've completed that and played Ratchet and Clank, maybe my uh, mind will change, but I really really enjoyed Metroid Dread and I really enjoyed uh, Psychonauts 2 and Deathloop. I just I just don't really care that much about Deathloop. So uh what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm I am kind of surprised that the um that game did win it. I would have thought something else might have. So, uh, but it's cool. You know, it's, it's definitely a unique choice for game of the year.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So, that's the award for uh, game the, the game awards this year for 2021. Um. Yeah. I just didn't really have a particular horse in the race, so to speak. Like last year, I had Last of Us Two. I knew that was going to be up there, and of course, I had kind of Crash in the family. Um, category thing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's worked out alright, I guess. So yeah, uh, let's get into the announcements. I've put, um I started writing my favourite announcements down to the least favourite, but then I started just jotting down what I kind of remembered from the show. So my favourite announcement of the show, the biggest announcement I think, um, Wonder Woman from Monolith. Uh, will include a Nemesis system and it will be an open world game. Um, I was pretty stunned at this uh, announcement. I think it's way overdue for us to have a Wonder Woman game. I also think it's overdue that we get a Superman game. Because obviously we've had plenty of Batman games. We've had Spider-Man games. All those sorts of things. Um, yeah, I thought the way this was revealed was really cool. Like this woman starts talking about like, I think her daughter. And she's like, oh, what Wonder Woman of M- Miscara... Uh, and I was like, wait a second, are they doing a Wonder Woman game? And then, yeah, what Wonder Woman games announced. Um, I saw a lot of comments online. People really, really, really happy about this. A lot of people saying this is overdue. Uh, I guess I continue to get my wish, Robert, which is more DC games and more Disney games. Because we're going to talk about a Star Wars game in a minute. And we're also going to talk about another DC game in a minute. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, we've been asked numerous times on this show, like, oh, superheroes, which one do you want to have a game for? And I've kind of said Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman on the DC side. I guess the Wonder Woman thing is happening now uh, from Monolith. Uh, what do you, What do you think? How are you excited about? Um,
1: what... uh, the part that I'm actually really excited about is the use of the Nemesis system. Mm. Which if you don't know what that is, that's something they introduced in the uh, um, Lord of the Ring games. Uh, yeah. Very fascinating concept to where you've got an open world map. And you have named uh, enemies in certain areas. And then if you fight them and lose, they actually gain prestige, become tougher, and you restart. And you can actually possess them and force them to fight other people. And it's a very fascinating interaction. I'm very curious to see how this gets implemented in a superhero game. Because, honestly, the supervillains are more interesting than a lot of the supervillains. And sometimes they can actually be so insane, you wonder what somebody was smoking when they created it. Because there's actually a Batman supervillain called Condiment Man who sprays people down with ketchup and mustard. And I'm not making that up. That is actually a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh you excited for the game,
1: though? Uh, I'll be excited when we get actual gameplay. Uh, trailers was cool looking. I'm not going to deny that, but again it's just a trailer.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um but no, th- this was one of the better teaser trailers I've seen like the way it was revealed. And I was like, "Hang on a second, that's Wonder Woman's like parts of her outfit, like her uh wrist things and and all that." And I was like, and then she gets the lasso of truth out and she kind of lights up the room that she's in. I was like, "Wow." Uh so that that really like stunned me. I was uh really 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 happy to to see that happen. Um yeah I guess something must be going on right at DC and at Disney because there's been a lot of games since sort of not even after the Batman game after the Spider-Man game came out the 2018 one there's been a lot of talk of more superhero games um because although although the Batman games have got credit to be given with the whole like I guess, resurrection of superhero games on consoles. Because, obviously, we used to just get, like, the licensed games from all the films and stuff, right? Like, the Spider-Man games and the Batman games and all that. Uh, but there, I think... I mean, it's good. I'm, I'm really, really happy that this stuff is continuing to happen. Because I keep asking for it and it, it, we keep getting more announcements. Whether or not I like all these different games is a different thing. Um... Because since the Spider-Man game right, We've not only gotten a sequel And the Miles Morales game Which I guess the Miles game is a a sequel But it's not called Spider-Man 2 Uh, Then we got the Wolverine Announcement, then we got The Suicide Squad, Gotham Knights Announcements, then we got The Marvel's Midnight Suns, then we got Guardians of the Galaxy And now we've got Wonder Woman Game, and we also got obviously the Warner Brothers Multiverses game that's happening as well, and we had the also announcement of the Amy Henning Marvel game yet to be uh announced, and we did have the Avengers game in that time as well um do you think something is kind of going on here? I mean the popularity of superheroes obviously is at an all time high with obviously the films and everything uh mm-hmm. what do you think is what do you think is kind of going on here?
1: Oh, they definitely went in on that cash. There's no denying that. hopefully the games are good,
0: yeah, yeah, so. Uh, but you are you looking forward to more of these superhero games?
1: Um, I'm looking. I'm definitely curious about the process. Um, the the real problem with most of the DC superheroes is that they're so overpowered. It doesn't really make sense as to why they don't just win in half a second. I mean, that's why I think Spider Man and Batman, as a game concept, are so relatable because Batman just has his brain and his talent and his tech. And while Spider Man does have superpowers, he's not running you know at the speed of sound, basically um yeah. he has very very real world limitations to his ability. You get somebody like Superman the Flash or Wonder Woman, they're just like, "Okay, why is this person a threat? I can literally fry your brain with my eyeballs or I can run circles around you without even knowing it. There's no real threat there, hmm. so it's curious to see how they manage that,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. It's up to the game developers to uh, to figure that stuff out, I suppose. Uh, but I think this is really exciting. And uh, hey, I keep getting what I ask for, so I can't complain about that. So, Speaking of things I ask for, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. Now, we don't really know much about this game yet. But this is the one from Quantic Dream. If you remember, what, a month or so ago, we talked about the fact that Quantic Dream was in the process of developing a uh, Star Wars game, those are the developers behind Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human all three games I like to different degrees but I like all those three games Um, yeah so this is probably going to be something a bit more narrative driven, a bit more choice driven as opposed to the action kind of stuff because if you've played any of the three games I've just mentioned they're all like choice and dialogue kind of driven Um, what do you think Robert? Quantic Dream Mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars with Eclipse.
1: I think it definitely will be interesting. It's definitely something that I'm gonna keep on my radar. Um, especially with narrative driven choices. There's so much in that universe that you can do. We'll mm-hmm. just have to see how it goes. Um it's also gonna be interesting to see when they said it. Is it gonna be I think it's High Republic, isn't it? So that's pre uh yes. Anakin. Yes. So yes. there's a lot you can do with that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm not the best person for like Star Wars law, but I, th- I think that's what they said. So, what did you say? Pre... Pre... Pre-Anakin. Anakin. What, pre-him turning to Pre-him just existing. Oh, right, right, okay. I was just to say it, like, way back then, I guess. So, yeah, uh, that should be cool. Um, yeah, good kind of little teaser. Um, I tell you what, at first, right, because they show that little ship flying through the sky. And I was like... Is that the Mandalorian's uh, cruiser ship, whatever it's called? I was like, Are we getting a Mandalorian game because it, j- just from like a quick glance, it, it looked a little bit like that. And there has been some rumors of a uh, Mandalorian game, which would make a lot of sense. You know, the Disney Plus show has done so well; uh, it's been nominated for like Emmys and stuff like that. And that would that would make perfect sense for a video game, like a bounty hunter. uh, you know. Uh, Mandalorian game so I th- I thought initially it was for that but uh, no obviously it's for uh, something different could have him in it we we don't know yet so um, what particularly would you want like any characters or, or anything
1: that extended universe I don't really know very okay. well so that it would be more of just a good story something that really intrigued me
0: mm, yeah uh, but yeah again I've been asking for more Star Wars games and there's another one Uh, Back to the DC games, which is what I've been also asking for. This one we already knew about. Uh, We hadn't seen any gameplay of this for two years? One year or two years? Year and a half? Somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Time's a funny concept. Uh, Suicide Squad. We saw a bit more of the gameplay, saw a bit more of how this might work. I'm not sure about this right now. I trust Rocksteady because this is the the, uh, next DC game from Rocksteady because the Arkham... Uh, not Arkham, uh, Gotham Knights is from Warner Brothers Montreal the same team that did Batman Arkham Origins, this is from Rocksteady the same team that did the Batman Arkham games, so I trust them there's no reason for me not to, I've enjoyed all of the Batman games that I've played, even the uh, uh, Batman Arkham VR that I, I think I did a stream of that I can't quite remember, I think I did um, that's like the Batman VR game that's that's quite good uh, kind of scary in certain spots, but really quite good anyway um, I think this looks all right. I'm just not sure. First of all, I just I just have to go to the title of this thing, right? Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Look how much they're struggling against the Flash in this trailer. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to deal with Superman and Wonder Woman? And I assume Batman's there somewhere. And, well, do, first of all, how are they going to deal with the Flash? Because they can't seem to even quite do that. I, I don't know how that title as a concept suicide squad kill the justice league how is that supposed to work um what do you what do you think
1: yeah and this goes back to what we were literally just saying with superhero games i mean the superheroes are so overpowered that it's next to impossible to deal with them mm. um and for everybody they've at least shown so far uh harley quinn king shark uh, captain boomerang Um, not really that much of a threat to the Flash, much less anybody else, so... Yeah, because he's joking
0: about, like, oh, why don't you just mail me the bullet that you're trying to shoot me with? I think he says that to Deadshot. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if you're taking things that easily, what is this group supposed to do when Superman shows up? Superman, who could probably kill this whole group in a couple of seconds. Because all he'd have to do is wait till they're in one spot and just destroy them. So maybe there's like a comic book that's based on this that has like an answer to my question, but and you know, that's probably supposed to be part of the mystery as well, as like, okay, you playing as the Suicide Squad, how are you supposed to kill the Justice League? Um so we'll figure that out. But uh, what what do you think of overall what we saw from this, like the the snippets of gameplay that we saw?
1: Uh it's definitely intriguing. I don't know what's gonna be on my must playlist, but I'm sure somebody that I watch on stream is going to be playing it at some point. So,
0: mm. Yeah.
1: Um, it looked like a
0: good old kind of rock steady game. Um, I just... Even with the two films that we've had, I don't quite find the suicides... Other than Harley Quinn, who by, is by far the most interesting character out of all of these. I mean, people like King Shark, who's got that comedy element to him. Deadshot's kind of cool as well. Uh, obviously, he was played by um no, his blood it was Bloodsport in the the new film, wasn't it? Idris uh Idris Elba. Oh, Elba, well, yeah, yeah. Who isn't that much different to Deadshot himself, who's played by Will Smith in the 2016 film? So they're both people with snipers and stuff. Um, yeah, I just don't find that group of characters interesting on their own, which I guess is good because the Justice League is going to be in this game, and I find them a hundred times more interesting uh i'm curious to see how that works like screen time and and that sort of thing i don't i don't know yet but i think this looks okay so far i think it looks okay
1: yeah and that honestly i think the suicide squad movies are just more interesting because of margot robbie and how much effort she puts into getting into that character and getting into that role i mean hell she learned to hold her breath for five minutes to be in that underwater scene with ben affleck um oh Okay. and that level of de- dedication—you just, you nothing else. You, do, you just got to stand up and applaud.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Graphics, Ma- matrix demo thing. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are raving about this thing. It's only available on PS5, but they showed a bit of gameplay, and Jeff was like, "Wow, can you believe how good this thing looks and everything?" Is this supposed to lead to a... So this was announced, like, right at the end. I think it was the last thing. I do have some other things in my notes here as well. Uh, I don't know what to make of this thing. Like, is it just supposed to be a graphical showcase for the PS5? For, like, a quick little demo? Or is it supposed to be for a game that ties into the upcoming Matrix film? Um, what did you think of what we were shown and the idea here?
1: Oh! Uh- I'm a little confused on it. I mean, this isn't yeah. the first time. They actually tried doing a Matrix Online game long time ago. Hmm. Okay. It uh, came and went really fast because, you know, with a game like based off of that franchise, everybody wanted to be Keanu Reeves. And let's face it, who wouldn't want to be Keanu Reeves? Sure. Um, but, yeah, it came and fizzled out. It was an MMO Um. So I don't know if it's just a game for the sake of being a game, or if it's a game for a movie tie-in. Movie tie-in games are always terrible. I mean, they're always, always terrible. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm
1: going to see the new film when I can. Um... It's same day on HBO Max for everybody here in the U.S., so December 22nd. Okay. Okay. Uh. But I don't know. It's it,
0: it it does dive back into my graphics problem, which is okay. This thing is a graphical showcase. But, but my my question with that though, okay, Ratchet and Clank is supposed to be a really good looking game. King Bridge of Bridges Spirit is supposed to be a really good looking game. Returnal supposed to be a good really good looking game. So if this is like a tech demo, and the graphics still look really good for this. Does it look better than Ratchet and Clank? Does it look better than Kenya Bridges Spirits? Does it look better than all these other games? Because if it does look as good—not better, but as good—why is it supposed to be so much more like? Oh my God, this thing looks incredible. Where we've already had other games that are actual full games with stories and stuff that uh, we already have. So why why is this uh, why is this supposed to sort of stand out? So much more um if if we already have other things on the same console on the p s five that look as good uh why is this supposed to stand out so much? I'm gonna hey, you still there, yep, still here, cool, sorry about the interruption, everybody. I just got told that uh I don't need to go to work tomorrow, so <laughs> that's <laughs> that's good uh, school was <coughs> supposed to close on Thursday, but um. Apparently, there's the school was closed early, but we get paid at the end of the week. So, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, Matrix. Um, so yeah, the thing thing I was kind of um, talking about a minute ago, like what makes so basically my point, what makes this more special than games that we've already got that already look really good? Um, what do you What do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, it's one of the things I'm just gonna have to see more to figure out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, or is it just because, you know, Keanu Reeves is really cool? Which I absolutely agree with. Keanu Reeves is very, very cool. Um, Is it just because he's cool and Matrix is cool? So, let's just play a cool Matrix game. I, uh, I don't know. So, but, uh, as, even as Cyberpunk learned, even, even with all the problems that Cyberpunk had, you still had good old Keanu Reeves. So, uh, you can't really go wrong, can you, with, uh. With Keanu, nope. I suppose. You really, really can't at all. Um, I didn't really like his character. I wasn't really supposed to, because Johnny Silverhand is basically a villain, or at least the version in my story that I got. But he still did a damn good job as him. Um, will you be interested to like look some more at this Matrix demo, or or how are you kind of uh, feeling about about that?
1: Well, not having a PS5 kind of limits to right. of what I can do um, with that, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious if it if it leads to a fully-fledged game. That's just my uh, point of curiosity. Speaking of films, uh, we had the guy that voices Sonic. Um, he took to the stage and uh, he kind of called up Jim Carrey. I thought that was all really, really funny. And uh, we've got a Sonic 2 trailer, which revealed Knuckles and
1: Tails. Uh, what did you think of that? I like the trailer. Did you ever get around to seeing the movie? Yeah, I reviewed it when it came out
0: two yeah, years ago. I, it wasn't 2012, about a, was it? I, th-
1: I forget when. Um, I know for, here in the US it's on Hulu as part of Hulu subscription, so you could watch it then. I really liked the movie. It was Me too. W- Yeah, it's quite literally the best movie based off a video game ever. Um, Granted, that's just not the hardest bar to get over. Um, They've all been trash- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it, it's very cool um i'm I'm always glad when uh jim carrey stays in his wheelhouse of like wacky physical comedy oh i love cause it because he does that so well yeah, yeah. Um, you go back to his early stuff uh before he went mental there for a bit um and he's got some hilarious hilarious movies that you can watch um so yeah can't wait for that to come out so
0: yeah that was it was a great first film um. Yes, yeah, so he's obviously Doctor Eggman, and uh, it's Ben Schwartz. I I do really love his comedy. His mind just escaped me for a second there, so I- that's why I couldn't remember it. But Ben Schwartz, who's the voice of Sonic now, um, he did. Uh, do you know who Ben Middle Ditches? I think that's his name. Ben. Let me just the
1: name didn't sound familiar. Ben,
0: Middle. Uh damn it! What's his name? Ben. Not Ben Middleditch. He was from uh, Silicon Valley. Let me just look up the Silicon Valley cast and I can get this guy's name. Thomas Middleditch. Sorry, not Ben Middleditch. Um, he did with um, Ben Schwartz. He did this like improv Netflix comedy show that came out last year. It was really, really good. So he's from uh, Silicon Valley. He's been in like a few other things as well. Um, I think it's called Middle Ditch and Schwartz is the the name of it. Are you, are you familiar with him at all as an actor?
1: Yeah, now that I've looked him up, yeah, he's on a CBS show right now called uh, Be Positive. Okay. Um, basically, the premise of the show is that he needs a kidney transplant. He needs a transplant, and he runs into an old uh, uh, high school friend who tests uh, positive, for uh, being a donor, played by uh, what, what? Where is she here? Annalee Ashford. Um, and Be Positive is obviously a blood type. That's actually my blood type. Um, but the thing of this show is that he's like a very, very dour and very, very down. Uh, just in general, obviously, you know, needing a transplant kind of you know bums you out quite a bit. And then she's like this super, super positive, upbeat person. And so it's kind of like a, um, a contrasting personalities. Um, there's a ton of people in it. Um, cool. But yeah, that's how I know him. So
0: C- CBS, you said.
1: Yeah, it's on CBS. I, I don't know where it would be over in the UK. So
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Look for it. Sounds good. Plus, it's got him in it, so that's good. Um, yeah, good trailer. I got Knuckles as... um Sorry, Idris Elba as Knuckles. That's, that was announced before this trailer, but uh, he seems to fit that voice pretty well. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, speaking of the Jim Carrey stuff, for those of you that don't know, last... Was it last year? Yeah, I did a, a classic review season four was for Jim Carrey's, like, 90s films, so Dumb and Dumber, uh, Liar Liar, um, I did, like, The Grinch... ace ventura the mask Mask, yeah all all, all those kinds of films i picked um 10 of them uh and i I had a great time doing that because that was sort of like in my sort of later 2000s i remember watching like casually some of those films obviously i was still quite kind of young and didn't really get them and i remembered that he had some of those films out there and that was an opportunity which is kind of the whole point of the classic review series is for me to go back to certain films uh, so, I just took an opportunity to go and just you know go through his library, and that that was a great time. He's so good at doing that kind of slapstick silly, not stupid but slapstick silly kind of comedy and that little uh video thing that he did was uh, <laughs> was really good. I also liked when uh, Ben took out that c d and he was like, "No, the trailer's not on here. we'd have some problems if the if the trailer was on this disc because uh you know we don't have a like a disc player or whatever that was that was pretty good so yeah, of course they're going to be bouncing off of each other in the film again uh, as as they were in the first one. So uh, I I really liked it. That was uh that was really good. I don't know where the film, let me I can probably look it up actually where Sonic is available to watch. Um in the UK. It's a 2020 film. I think it came out Valentine's Day, didn't it? So in the UK before the first lockdown happened. Uh it says you can watch it for free on all four, which is like the last place I expected it to be. But, uh, yeah, apparently you can go and watch it there. So
1: Yeah, definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah. It's a very good film.
0: Mm, yeah. What did they say? April something? for uh, ne- Next year for this. Uh,
1: yeah, it's 2022. It's in post-production right now. So Yeah,
0: go and check out the first one before you uh, see that one. Speaking of sequels, Alan Wake 2 is uh, in development from Rambra D Games. I didn't like the first one. Um, I just didn't really like the whole light mechanic. Like, oh, you shine your light at the enemy for a period of time, and then you can shoot him, and then you can move on. Um, Although uh, the guy in charge said... I think it's... uh, Is it Sam something? He said that uh, they were going for more survival horror instead of action, because he describes the first game's... As like action games, which is uh, yeah pretty pretty accurate, obviously he you know made the game, so he he knows what he 's talking about uh yeah, I don't wait too. I'm curious to see how the survival horror element works. I just want them to either get rid of or change the whole light thing, which I guess was the which I get was the premise of the first game. I just want them to tweak that in a different in a way that's a bit more. Interesting. Uh, that was labelled as 2023, which isn't actually that far away. It's only just over a year away. Uh, Alan Wake 2, what do you think, Robert?
1: Uh, I remember that game. It was definitely an interesting concept at the time because the whole slow walk horror genre was fairly new when that game came out. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, that's Alan Wake 2.
0: Because uh, it was the DLC, wasn't there? American Nightmare... And I think it was just one wasn't there uh, that that came out. I know they remastered those games recently, but I didn't hear very good things about the remasters. So maybe Alan. Yeah, Week-
1: remasters have been kind of a flop recently. I don't know if you've seen any of the the uh, the GTA remastered, but the, some of it actually looks worse than the original game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, but Alan Wake Two could be. I think they have to treat that in the same way that you can treat like The Witcher Three. Which is where, okay, you don't have to be caught up to play this game. I think that would make more sense. Seeing as it's been over 10 years, uh, we'll see what what kind of happens. Uh, then the first thing that was announced, which I, I initially missed... ...because I was in the middle of streaming and <laughs> trying to work out when this uh, Game Awards uh, show was starting. Uh, I did go back and watch the trailer properly. It's only about a minute or so long. Uh, Expanse Game from Telltale was announced... I don't quite know how that's gonna fit with like i mean it is a lot more of like a political sci fi thing as opposed to political, as opposed to, like sci fi action hmm uh so I guess that's where your dialogue and choices and stuff are gonna come in Because uh, there is some action stuff isn't there in Nix. In ex- I haven't seen any of the new season yet I need to go and catch up
1: yeah uh, um i I like the expanse just because it's very much based in reality. And when I say that, obviously, you know, people are living in space. That doesn't really happen right now. But the people that are born and live in, like, the low-gravity places, obviously their, their body changes because of that low gravity. Mm. And the people that are born and raised on Mars don't know a world of fresh air. And so when they're on Earth, they kind of freak out a bit. Yeah. And so it's always those little things that this is what would actually happen if this existed in real life. They take that very much to heart, and I've always liked that about the show.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But how do you see this working with uh, Telltale, with the choice-driven click-and-point adventure thing?
1: I think it very could work. Um, I've always liked the Telltale games. I mean, some Mm. of them graphically didn't work, but they're a great medium for storytelling. Um, yeah. Which has always been the best part of any of those games, whether it's Walking Dead or uh, um, Borderlands or any of the other versions that they've done. They always were very good at telling the story. So
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, And, you know, friend of the show, Nikki Rapp, who was the voice of Lily in Walking Dead, we'll see if she's possibly in this. Um I'm not gonna ask her to break any sort of NDA or something to, to get the answer, but I might uh, I need to actually message her as well to set something up. But um yeah, curious to see if uh if she's working on any anything here with uh with Telltale. Um so we'll see. Because, uh, of course she was also in uh, uh Game of the Year nominated uh, Psychonauts 2. She also voiced a character called Lily in that as well. So uh we'll see. Um yeah, we'll see if she's kind of in the game as well. I'm gonna probably have to ask her, but I'll I'll, I'll say to her that like if you, if you don't want it to be public, then I won't uh, go and share it on an episode. Obviously, I don't want it to get in trouble or anything. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just checked the uh, IMDb page. Obviously, since it's a new release game, it's pretty bare. It only has the trailer, and right. right now the only confirmed cast member is Kara uh, Gee, who plays Carmina Drummer on the show. So right. they do have at least one person from the show in this game. Well,
0: her voice was in the trailer, so yeah, that makes sense. But so, is that the same person that is the actress from the show? Yes, okay, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's expanse from Telltale. Uh, curious to see where, uh, what's happened with Old Wolf Among Us 2 because they've gone very quiet on that. Yeah, yeah, so, um, but hey, Telltale's back, which is great, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I forgot to actually write it in my notes, but I've remembered. Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga, I think it was called. That looks incredible. That looks really, really good. Of course, back with uh, Ninja Theory, who are now purchased by Microsoft as well. They previously weren't. Because uh, the first game came out first on PlayStation. Then it came out later to uh, Xbox. Um, yeah, had kind of this big set piece with Senua. Obviously, it had all the three D audio stuff with uh, like the voices in Sinua's head, um, and they fight this big monster person, and everyone's everybody's got to run away, and they're throwing like fire and spears at it and stuff. Um, yeah, and it's actually like some of that was uh, in gameplay footage as well, so that looked uh, really really awesome. Uh, did you play the first Hellblade game?
1: I did not. I always meant to, and then just something else always came up.
0: Okay, it's probably on Game Pass, I would imagine uh so maybe you can look at it there i would say to to anybody that hasn't played hellblade if you're going to do that you really need to put headphones in because that's where that 3d audio stuff is going to come through because you can't really you shouldn't really play that through your tv because you won't really get the same like experience and stuff so uh get some get some headphones you don't have to have like great headphones either just something that supports that as well so that looked amazing as well. That's one of my more anticipated uh Xbox games at the moment. So uh we'll see if that does come to Playstation, because although they do own Ninja Theory, we, we don't quite know what Microsoft chooses to do sometimes. So we shall uh we shall see. Uh did you have anything from the game awards to talk about?
1: Um like I said early at the start, getting uh uh homeworld three was kind of came out of no work and equally super awesome Uh, because i was a big fan of that game i have the uh, remaster that they came out with a few years ago Uh, you should absolutely play it and check it out it's a great great space uh, sim Uh, very bare bones in terms of an rts there's -hmm. only one resource you collect Uh, there's not there's like one upgrade that you do halfway through so it's very much strategy and not just like grinding out the biggest gear mm. you have to put a lot of thought into your resources because they are very limited you can't just blow through everything yeah yeah so uh
0: but that was the game awards uh we have a couple of other things to get to then some of your notes as well um so i i, I had this at the bottom of my notes but i moved it up because i don't want to end my news section on this particular part so we do have one of my other things to talk about after this uh so something really really serious as well Uh, That happened. You've got I think some notes on this as well. So I'll talk about what I have. And then we can kind of go from there. Uh, So it says a PlayStation executive fired. After allegedly trying to have an inappropriate meeting. With a 15 year old. Uh, So this person has been fired. I didn't actually manage to find this person's name. I don't know what information you've got to what what information have you got to hand because that's the yeah i've got
1: more specific details he was a senior vice president uh the name is george and i know i'm going to get this wrong uh cacioppo the c-a-c-i-o-p-p-o so i don't know if that's Cassiopo or cacioppo or however you pronounce it i honestly don't know okay um the article i found goes into a little bit more detail um he was caught on an amateur sting group on youtube called people versus predators um they posed as a 15 year old on a dating app uh called grinder which from what i understand is uh, a gay dating app yeah, yeah. Um, i'm not that familiar with dating apps in general the the whole dating app scene is horrifying and disgusting um so the video uh it uses a, a fake name, obviously. Um, and he, they get, he gets busted. Well, busted. They're not cops. They're not law enforcement. They're just uh, activists. Um, so he comes into the house wearing a PS5 shirt, um, realizes what happens, and leaves. Uh, the, the people that are behind this channel give the uh, information over to the police option. Uh, police... A department so anything that happens after that is through law enforcement um yeah it's a terrible terrible situation so
0: mm. yeah um yeah i did see kind of like a mugshot type of thing with him with that playstation shirt on uh i still didn't know like the guy's the guy's name until you mentioned it because that's that's just the one bit i hadn't heard about so glad they caught him and everything um and we'll have to kind of see where this goes. Uh, I'm assuming this guy can get arrested for this, or does it not work? That, that way? I
1: honestly don't know because I'm not sure what crime he actually committed. Because he didn't actually have anything inappropriate with the minor. Because obviously the people pretending to be the minor on the dating app are over 18, which is, I mean, some states vary a little bit, but that's generally accepted as the age of consent. Um, So he technically didn't break the law in that sense. Um, That definitely puts him on the police's radar, and they're definitely going to get warrants to investigate him, and they might find him guilty of other crimes from other evidence. Mm -hmm. Um, In this specific instance... As weird as it sounds to say, I don't know that he did anything illegal, technically.
0: Right, like on like on paper illegal, you mean? Obviously, yeah, on paper was, illegal. Was illegal. Obviously,
1: yeah. obviously, you know, I'll, these are just allegations, and you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, and these are the allegations that you absolutely do not want to have against you. No, um, no. Mm. and since he was, since the person that he was meeting was lying on the app. I don't know how that falls into it. Obviously, it being a sting. Because um, this is not new. There was a whole uh, series in the late 90s doing something similar with this on national TV here in America. Uh, Chris Hansen was the host of the show. And they did basically this. They pretended to be people younger than you should be dating. And they set him up for stings and stuff like that. Um, and they confronted him. Obviously, not being police. They can't arrest them, not being any kind of law enforcement. They can't really charge them with a crime. All they can do is take the evidence and give it to the police and see what the police do with it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to see here. Does it say?
0: So, it, so is is this a bit like if you try to murder somebody, but you never actually...
1: No, because like, attempted murder is an actual crime, and then there's conspiracy okay, okay. to commit murder. Those are actual crimes, Okay. Obviously, doing inappropriate things with a minor is a crime, but the person that he actually met wasn't a minor, so I don't know. See, this is where I don't know the law, um, so I don't know what laws he might have broken. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming this was
0: in this was in the U.S., right?
1: Yeah, I'm looking to see. I think they mentioned it um, where they gave the police to uh to the the information to uh um uh san diego so it's in california okay um and that's unfortunate because california is an absolute joke when it comes to law and law enforcement it's it's a clusterfuck in a shit show in terms of okay. laws and law enforcement. Mm, yeah.
0: Well, we'll see what happens to this guy, but hopefully he's given the worst punishment that they can because, obviously, it's a horrible thing that he's tried to do. Uh, yep. Obviously, he had the intention of going through with whatever he was planning to do, but, obviously, that didn't end up mm-hmm. actually happening. So this is, this is more of a problem of, like, okay, what he had intended in his mind to probably do and not what he, obviously, did, actually did. Yeah. So that's 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 where the legal thing could become a problem yeah i suppose the
1: only thing for certain is that he's never going to get another job again because anytime he applies for anything this is going to come That's up that'll be there yeah.
0: yeah so yeah we'll see what happens we'll see what happens certainly so uh anyway let's move off of that nasty news which we do need to talk about things like that now and again on the show obviously we went over the whole activision mm-hmm. thing Uh, When that was happening. Well it's still happening. But when the the news was breaking at the time. So it's not nice to talk about certain things. But we still need to talk about certain things that happen. In the gaming industry as well. So let's move on to some nice news. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment has been acquired by Sony. Uh, For those of you who who aren't familiar with Valkyrie Entertainment. Which I wasn't until I read some of these things. uh, Valkyrie Entertainment is an independent video game developer. Obviously they're not independent anymore. Uh... Uh, In Seattle, Uh, since 2002, we have worked with world-class game developers and publishers, empowering them to achieve the full potential of their visions. At our studio, you will have the opportunity to work with an experienced and diverse team while contributing to a wide variety of projects across different platforms. So, a few games that they've worked on. I've played a number of these. I think you've played some of them as well. Uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners VR, which is an Amy Mm -hmm. Henning game. Uh, which was very, very good. Uh Valorant, which I've not heard of or played, Halo Infinite, which we talked about earlier, Forza Motorsport Seven, League of Legends, uh, which is what Arcana's based off, isn't it? Uh, the League mm-hmm. of Legends series. There's also if I zoom in on this picture, League of Renatura? I I I d I don't know what that is. Uh Bloodlines two, Ark, Extinction, God of War the twenty was it eighteen? Um, revival god of war ragnarok which is supposed to be out next year shadow of war and state of decay 2 which is one of your favorite games as well so uh a few really good games in there my favorite in this list is probably that walking dead game Mm -hmm. Uh, i did enjoy state of decay i've spoken about some of the others before uh yeah robert what do you make of a valkyrie entertainment pretty good list of games there
1: yeah um a lot of good games there i don't think you said Stated k Stated k2 yeah that's um undead labs mm.
0: so maybe, maybe, quite... maybe i think valkyries were like a support studio possibly, possibly so they, yeah. yeah yeah so they might have undead helped.
1: labs is owned by microsoft so
0: okay yeah may, may i think valkyrie were like hired probably to do support work from from this list here where you've got like xbox exclusives playstation exclusives vr games third party Mm -hmm. games seems like they were more hired to do like support work for certain studios as opposed to actually developing games themselves so because it it, because it does say here we have worked with world-class game developers and publishers so seems like a support studio Mm -hmm. uh which they they do well on working on call of duty which has got like (laughs) all of the activision uh staff on it so um yeah, what do you make of Kraken's Entertainment? kind of a spot, part of uh, one of your favorite games state of decay 2?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do from here on out. It'll be interesting to see if what they come up with is originally produced in-house or if they continue mm-hmm. being a support studio if they release anything exclusive to the PlayStation, so
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: they might maybe they'll do like some remakes or remasters
0: like along with kind of what uh, Blue Point has been doing possibly. They they could do that. But yeah, it looks from this list like their next game they're going to be involved with. Because obviously you've got uh, it's uh, Santa Monica Studios, I think is the name. They're the ones that developed the God of War games. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is in this list. So that's probably their next game that they're involved with. So yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, Because I I probably heard the name here or there, Valkyrie Entertainment. But uh, it wasn't one that sort of sprung to mind per se. So um, yeah, we'll see what they come up with. Under the Wing of Sony... Uh, yeah, that that's we'll see what uh, support or original work they uh are able to do next. So, uh, anyway, that's a part. That's my the end of my news pieces. Um, what do you want to talk about this week?
1: Um, uh, got a couple of things. End of the year is coming, so we've got uh, departures from studios. Uh, Chris Greener um is leaving Respawn. He was one of the co-founders of respawn um, most notably apex legends um, he's leaving the studio after being there 11 years uh, he helped killfound respawn brought uh, Titanfall to life um, he just says like like they always say they're just uh, uh, leaving to spend more time with their family which is understandable mm-hmm. um, along with that we had a few departures from the Xbox uh, division uh, creative director Tim Longo Executive producer Mary Olson and former studio head uh, for FPS, Chris Lee, have all lost. Uh, this was talked about by game studio boss Matt Booty, uh, talking about changes in leadership. He says, um, there's always going to be turnover of leaders. It's inevitable. Um, he added that the momentum of the project is going one way, and that person has a vision that's going the other way. Um St- Joseph Staten stepped in to lead Halo Infinite development after Lee left. Um, obviously, Halo Infinite just came out this week, so it was able to release. Okay. Mhm. Yeah. So. So. Um. Kind of weird, but you know, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess you know people do move on from studios and things. Uh, Respawn was one of the main ones that you mentioned. There was a little story. I didn't include it, but now that you kind of bring it up about uh, the future of, like, Titanfall. I think the... Uh, it's some Something to do with it was, like, discontinued or something. Um, and people were talking about, like, the great memories of Titanfall and stuff. I um, don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with Respawn. Because you kind of had, um, like, Apex Legends obviously kind of came out. And there's been rumblings about what's happening with Titanfall 3. But we've been told to, like... You know, not wait around for it, I guess. Uh, Obviously, this is all like... That's like EA stuff as well, who've made some questionable decisions in the past. Uh, But yeah, sometimes game developers... uh, Not get developers, sorry. Game uh, directors leave certain projects. I think there was the the two most recent examples. The Halo Infinite director that left. And uh, Horizon Forbidden West... Lost a director at a certain point as well, so these things happen. It it doesn't always mean something bad's gonna happen, but um, you know, maybe it's just the case like you said. You know, some people want to move on and spend time with their family because we do all have to remember, no matter what part of entertainment you're talking about, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, director, pff, wh- wh- whatever you want, a coder. Um, these people are humans. They all have families. Um, might not all be married with kids. You don't have to be married with kids to want to see. More of your family, but uh it's like with um uh, it's like with supergirl right, uh Melissa Benoist wanted to move on, end the show, she was having a child, she'd been supergirl for six years, uh and it was simply a case where she's a human that's having well another human, and um she just wanted to to move on, and sometimes we have to look at those things and just accept, yeah, these people are human, they're not just there to serve you entertainment and to you know give you things to look at on a screen. They also have their own lives to to go on and live. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. Because um, oftentimes it is looked at... Like, oh, people are leaving Naughty Dog. What does that mean? Oh, people are leaving Microsoft. What does that mean? Does it mean something bad? It doesn't always mean something bad. Um, so, yeah. I mean, within the last 10 years, roughly... We've had a new head of Xbox, new head of PlayStation... And a new head of Nintendo. Because we've got Doug Bowser, Jim Ryan... And obviously Phil Spencer. So all those have been changed in the last, like, five to ten years. Uh, mm. And they all seem to be in a... In pre, none of them have, like, you know, died off or, or something. So, yeah, there you go. Um, like, Reggie retired. That's just what he wanted to kind of do. It's good to see him at the Game Awards. I can't remember which award he uh, presented. But uh, it was good to see him still. Plus, because he's, he's just such a light-hearted, great person. It was good to mm-hmm. see that was the first I think that's the first time cuz Doug Bowser came on stage at some point I actually didn't know that was him until they said so I think that's the first time I saw uh Doug Bowser but um anyway what do you think of uh people kind of moving on from roles and stuff
1: Yeah I mean that's normal I mean that's we're not living like 50 years ago where you hired on at one company and that was your entire working career unless something terrible happened people change jobs all the time i mean hell mm. i do contract work i haven't had the same job for more than a year since 2019 so um it just happens
0: mm. Yep, yeah, certainly does so we'll see what happens with that uh what else do you want to talk about today
1: uh in the thing i didn't even know existed capcom is working with police in osaka uh to help cut down on Japanese kids smoking marijuana. According to the article, Capcom is teaming up with Osaka Prefecture's Police's Juvenile Delinquency Prevention Awareness Program, and that's a mouthful. Uh, The publisher is going to be producing 6,000 posters and 4,000 flyers about marijuana abuse using the Ace Attorney characters um, from the great Ace Attorney Chronicle game. Uh, Apparently this has been going on a long time, Uh, They've been working with the Osaka Prefecture since 2013 with various crime prevention programs. Uh, Back in 2019, Capcom actually worked and used Street Fighter characters to encourage people to sign up to become police officers. So this is Hmm. not a new thing, apparently, but I'd never heard of this before. Me neither. Me me neither. This is the first time I'm hearing about any of this. Um,
0: You know... Game characters are a good way to motivate people, I suppose, and make your posters look more interesting. Um, but no, I had no idea. This was it was very surprising as you were reading out what you were what you were saying. Kind of surprising that a uh, game company is involved, but if they want to help out with things, then uh, that's great as well. I know there's situations where like Microsoft has got like certain programs and stuff for like young people and. those sorts of things so like those things can happen it's just not as usual that you'll hear about it but again Microsoft as a company yeah Microsoft as a company kind of operates a bit differently to the likes of Sony and Nintendo and all these other companies because they're not just all about their games obviously they got Microsoft products and you know, all these programs and things for, uh, for young people, because I, I am subscribed to Microsoft on YouTube, and now and again I'll see a video pop up about, like, different programs of things and, and that kind of stuff, so, uh, there is, there is precedent for it as well, but this is a very, uh, specific thing as well, um, hey, if it gets, if, if it works, then that's good, um, but no, I suppose it's something that's a bit more on the on the quiet side, or it's maybe just like I'm I'm not involved with that sort of thing, so maybe I'm just not in those circles to uh hear about that kind of thing. So uh, what what do you think?
1: Uh it's not you know, like you said, it's not that uh unusual. They've used uh branding like that for ever. Um if you think about it, cartoons in like the forties, early thirties, late thirties and early forties was very much uh, a low level of propaganda for you know the war effort. Um, I'm sure that's been a case a lot of what you look into. Um, it's just curious. I, I don't remember it ever being a thing with video games before, but hey, mm-hmm. video game culture is very deep in Japan. I know that on some days when a game is going to get released, it's actually declared like a national holiday and people get off work because they know everybody's going to call in sick and play the game anyway, so they just roll with it. Hmm. Yeah, so
0: we'll see what uh, happens with this.
1: Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the last thing that I have, and we're staying with Xbox on this, mm. uh, to celebrate the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawls, uh, Microsoft is releasing, uh, for win only, a Garfield-branded Xbox Series S. Uh, if you go on Xbox's official Twitter account, you can retweet the post to enter your chance obviously ages 18 plus uh ends december 23rd as what you would expect it's um an xbox series s orange garfield's got a a resting cat face on it Hmm. and it says nickelodeon all-star brawls on the side it's actually kind of cool looking
0: Hmm. okay okay yeah i just wouldn't have thought that the word celebrate and nickelodeon all-stars would be in the same sentence but uh (laughs) here we are here we are. The game's not a disaster. It's just not as good as what it should have been. Which I guess a lot of people would say the same thing about Cyberpunk. So um I think also that sentiment started coming out once once we'd seen what multiverses looked like and a lot of people were like, Hmm, that's what Nickelodeon game should have been like And it was like, Yeah, yeah, this is this is what the game should have should have been like, but hey, if you're like, you know, nostalgic for Nickelodeon characters or something, which I'm not really. I do like some of their characters, but not loads of them. Then the game is there for you if you want it. It's just a bit of a soulless kind of video game. Um, So the Xbox, do you say Series S? So that's yeah, the, flat... the Series S. Yeah, it's the flat one. So, cause I've seen like the Series X with the SpongeBob thing, but obviously he's a, like he's a bit more. Square shaped himself, so it kind of fits around that. Um, but no, I haven't seen the photo of the uh, the Garfield one. But uh, again, if people want to get involved with this, then it's there if they if they want it. So, um, which uh, Xbox do you play on at the moment?
1: Uh, I still have my One S. Um, I do okay. want to buy a, a Series X. It's just never in stock. Yeah. Anywhere I look for it, it's never in stock.
0: Hmm. So there we go. Uh, all right, that's all the news that we got for you. I th- you said that was your last thing? That's my last one, yeah. Cool, so that's the last piece of uh, news for the year cause this is our last uh, episode for the year as well. Um, I don't know yet when we'll come back to do another episode. It'll obviously be some point in January, but I'll arrange that with you later, I suppose. So uh, that'll be in a few weeks' time anyway. Uh, let's get into some questions, emails, comments, that sort of thing. If you would like to write in um, for next year, I guess, uh, or write in to Tim and talk in general, You can do that, Uh, Matthew Talk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Also, if you're looking on the uh, website version of this podcast, you can scroll down a little bit, big email box there. You can put your email and your message in there, that'll get sent to me as well. There's also the email name, which is clickable, so you can click on it or copy and paste it if you want to use that as well. Uh, Abed, who writes in quite a lot to the Walking Dead podcast, I think he's written in a few times on, on this one as well. Uh says so I think this is I think your last game awards I think your last game awards podcast is the last for 2021. Uh so just wanted to say thank you for your episodes this year. You're very welcome. Which games are you most looking forward to talking about next year? Uh so there was a bit of news that Dying Light 2 has gone gold, which is very very good. That comes out early February um we've then got i am looking forward to the gta remasters i think there's a a patch that's on the way i talked about that on the episode that you wasn't on uh which was a couple of weeks ago um so i'm looking forward to jumping back into that uh but in terms of games like in the near future so i'm looking forward to playing well obviously more of 12 minutes uh looking forward to trying out kenya british spirits and the uh what's the other one that i was going to play rayman redemption on uh this pc uh there's some games coming out in january as well that aren't quite coming to mind but dying light 2 is like the the, the nearest thing on my mind for new game uh releases and then there's some things scheduled for march isn't horizon scheduled for like february march ish something like that yeah think as well Uh, That Forspoken game that we saw, which has got one of the Walking Dead actresses in it, by the way, uh, Pollyanne McIntosh, who's uh, Jadis, that looks really, really good as well. Uh, Of course, for those games, I will need a PS5, so we'll see what happens. Uh, But I'm looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, those are some of the next games I'm going to be kind of playing. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Forbidden West is out February 18th. Um, some of the games I'm looking forward to, uh, Sifu, um, which right. is that martial yeah. arts game is coming out. What's the uh, date for that? That is actually uh, February 8th is when that game is going to come out. Damn, February. Elden Ring kind of has my attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see if that's a thing or not. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo still has my attention. Um I'm really curious to see if, if it's as good artistically as it says it's going to be. Mm. Uh, and a couple others. Um, I mean, I'll keep an eye on Gotham Knights. I don't know that I'll play it, um, but it's curious on that. Um, and those are the ones that are just kind of off the top of my head. So
0: Yeah, yeah. A few things to look out for, certainly. Looking forward to uh, Sifu. And uh, Forspoken. I still haven't played like Ratchet yet. Of course. Still not played Returnal. So uh, plenty of games. Plenty of games to, to play. Plus I still want to do the uh, Permadeath and the New Game Plus for Last of Us 2. I'm not going to do that at the same time because I tried to do it. <laughs> it uh, didn't go well. Playing, playing uh, not Grounded. What's it called? Yeah, Grounded I think. The, the highest difficulty. Doing that with New Game Plus is uh, is is something. It, it's quite something. Um, I saw somebody post in one of the last of us groups that I'm in on Facebook. Said that they're going to try it. And I was like uh, good luck. Good luck. So, Because <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's pretty tough. Because the first one I'm doing is. I've got it on the easiest difficulty. But I've got it on permadeath. I've got the save file still there just waiting for me. So I'm going to try that at some point. And then I'm probably going to try. Um, what's the other one? So grounded but without permadef because you don't you just don't want to try those at the at the same time. You don't have to either to get the trophies for those. And we all know how much I love Last of Us 2, so I'm looking forward to, to doing more of that. So uh Harrison writes in says thanks for a great 2021 guys. You're very welcome. Is there anything you thought was going to be at the game awards but wasn't I did hear some rumblings that the Hogwarts legacy trailer was removed. Or well, actually I heard that it was replaced with the Wonder Woman trailer. Uh, which they're both Warner Brothers games, so that makes a certain amount of sense, but because there's a whole thing with Activision, right, in in this Game Awards, and obviously Jeff, was, uh, Jeff Keighley was talking about, you know, not tolerating bad things happening at your workplace. I like the way that he handled that as well. Plus he also, he didn't even need to say the name Activision. You, we all knew what he was talking about, and I like how he handled that. I thought that was really good. Um, How do you think he handled that, by the way? Like, the little speech that he gave?
1: To be honest, I didn't see it. Um, Like I said, I I didn't watch uh, the Game Awards live. Um, I just caught recaps of it, so I'm I'm sure I missed out on a few things, so...
0: Okay, okay. But yeah, he basically gave, like, a little speech and uh, gave, like, a work hotline that you can call if you're facing those issues, like the staff or Activision, uh, unfortunately at the moment. Um, so there was no yeah, there was no Activision games at the Game Awards. But that's got nothing to do with Harry Potter because it's not an Activision game. Um, so I don't know why that trailer... Maybe the trailer wasn't good enough. Maybe it wasn't ready properly. Maybe it had sound issues. There could be a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, why do you think that trailer possibly wasn't there?
1: Uh, no idea. I mean, the only thing that would really make any sense is just they couldn't get the trailer together in time so
0: Mm. yeah yeah so which we'll see uh but yeah that's one thing i was looking out for um i didn't know whether to expect suicide squad to be there but it was um but no I. it was more just there was more surprises than i was expecting because some things leak right like certain information and stuff so i there, there was more surprises than what i was expecting in terms of things to be there because I I I had no idea really what was going to kind of be there. I was thinking like will we see abandoned will we see some sort of Kojima game those didn't happen but I I wasn't sure the only other thing I was kind of looking out for was if there was a Wampa League announcement but they said no Activision games and that's obviously a Activision game so that's that made sense on that front uh was there anything that you was expecting to see that uh he didn't
1: no not really no? Okay.
0: okay. Uh, and the last thing for the episode, last thing for the year for this show. Kate says, hey guys, what games do you have planned to play for the holidays? We've already uh, spoken about that. Says, I'm going to be dipping into Animal Crossing and Halo Infinite. Um, good little kind of mix of games there, I suppose, as well. Um, I was going to comment on this, on this uh, question and this comment here. We seem to have gained a few Animal Crossing fans, which is good. You know, everyone's welcome here on the show. I don't know how that happened, though. How we got Animal Crossing, unless it's because those people play Animal Crossing and other games that we do talk about. That's obviously very possible. Um, what do you think could be could be happening there?
1: Uh, I don't know. Animal Crossing is just one of those games. It's a huge game, um, so. Yeah, no denying that. Um and we did talk about the expansion at the Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. a while back, so uh it's just one of those things that I should more I should like it more than I do, and I honestly don't know why.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So uh but Animal Crossing, Halo Infinite, um hope you enjoy the games. You know, Halo Infinite wasn't really for me, neither was Animal Crossing for different reasons. Um I thought Animal Crossing in terms of the game quality was, was very, very good, whereas I didn't really like what I was playing of Halo Infinite. Uh, we already talked about what we're playing for the holidays. Um, any thoughts on these mix of games here, Robert? Animal Crossing and Halo Infinite?
1: Uh, I mean, they're both radically different games, so... Mm.
0: Yeah, I suppose when Kate's more in the mood for something relaxing, she can play Animal Crossing, and then when she whether she's playing Halo Infinite multiplayer or campaign or a bit of both you've got that if you want some more uh, intense gaming i suppose so there we go anyway uh robert thank you for your time this year with uh all of the shows that we've that we've done uh, it's been great talking to you about lots of different things uh we'll be back next year with uh, some other episodes uh, lots of games coming out early in the year so i'm sure we'll get some more trailers and gameplay footage and um maybe one of us will have a new console by the next time we do an episode. Do you think that you possibly will? Because I don't know if I will.
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying. I mean, it's not mm. from a, a lack of ability to get it. It's right. from a lack of it being in stock. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you think anybody will get you anything for, uh, for Christmas? Or is that unlikely?
1: No, I don't really do Christmas gifts. I haven't for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, But that's mostly because I come from a pretty big family, Uh, My mom's one of four, my dad's one of six, and I'm the second oldest of about 23 cousins. Uh, So Christmas got really expensive really quick growing up. (laughs) Um, And when most of the kids started having their own kids, uh, it just kind of devolved into, you know, pick – you get one random person that you get a gift for. And then as those uh, families have grown up and moved off, it's pretty much uh, not a thing anymore. I mean I get a couple of cousins – Yes, and that's about it. So,
0: hmm. yeah, but uh, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, anyway, thank you all very much for listening to all of your to all of our podcasts this year. Thank you all very much for the support. And uh, of course, we've still got quite a few things to do between now and the end of the year. But now that I know I've got a bit more time, that uh, certainly helps as well. So that was an interesting surprise. Um, do you have any like work holidays coming up or anything? Or are you like pretty much working through through Christmas? Oh
1: yeah, tons of. Uh, obviously, we're off twenty uh, fourth and twenty fifth for Christmas, and then since it's a government job, they're off for uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, okay. So,
0: yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys the holidays. Thank you very much for listening to our episodes this year, and we'll be back next year. But in the meantime, there's lots of other things that are going to be happening on EntertainmentTalk dot org, uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. Take a look at all that you uh, want to for those things uh over on there you can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform just search for entertainment talk uh for all those things uh if you want to support entertainment talk on the podcast you can either just listen to more episodes that we've got you can use word on earth and social media just spread the word on the different episodes that we do that really really helps us out as well um so you can check that out as well for all those things um, you can also uh, support us on Patreon $1, $3 level tiers ad-free podcast and review options as well so take a look at those things uh, for your TV and your film news I don't know what David's plan is on posting from now until the end of the year in terms of Geek Town Radio episodes but you can find all that he posts over on geektown.co.uk and you can find Geek Town Radio you can also enter the Geek Town Awards uh, you can go and potentially win a prize you can just go and vote on your favourite TV shows games and films of the year and your most anticipated for next year so go and vote on those. Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch, Trista White, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitch as well, UK. there's only one stream left for the year, it's going to be on Wednesday, that's the Pez Coach Mode, uh, 11.45pm GMT uh, on on this upcoming Wednesday, that's going to be the last episode of Pez for the year and then I'll come back next year assuming i keep my job on pairs, assuming i don't get sacked as a manager which is a possibility but uh, we'll see what happens with that going into new year as well if you miss any of those you can find them archived on youtube as well entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you all next year goodbye